all right, so mm -hmm. you are Catherine Gallagher. Yes. You are. <laughs> yes, I am. You're an actress. I am. Um, you've been on Broadway. I have. You've been on not Broadway. Yeah. Well, TV soon this TV. summer. Okay, you're about yeah. to be on TV. I think it's the summer. I'm making that up, but I'm pretty Wait, sure. How? What are you doing on TV? It's um this show called You. It's uh Greg Berlanti and Sarah Gamble um are our producers and our Sarah's our showrunner, um and it's uh, based on a novel. Penn Badgley stars and he's <gasps> like the he's the most wonderful person Gossip in the world. Gossip boy. Literally, but and he's and he, it's almost a similar character um. He plays like yes. a stalker and they fall, but they like fall in love. It's like just a really twisted love story. And yes. Shay Mitchell's in it and and um, from Pretty Little Liars. So it's mm -hmm. like a, it's a very fun cast. We had a good That's time doing awesome. it. I come in every episode and like tell a dick joke and kind of get out of there. And <laughs> good, good. Sounds a typecast. Sounds like it's not really acting. I know. And it literally is not at all. I play like a body positive Instagram influencer who has a lot of sex and tells a lot of dick jokes. They don't have a lot of sex at all, but not for lack of trying. So. <laughs> Mom and Dad. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you. Um, you are also fun fact. You are my little. You're my baby. Oh my god. <laughs> we were in a sorority, supposedly. That's what the that's what the bills say. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I have no other evidence. We paid for it, so. I know. Um, yeah. That so was fun. That was fun. They had great brunch. Mm-hmm. We had they some good, the food. Honestly, we, we had some amazing omelets together. Really, the really foundation. Did. Our whole thing. I think it was the omelets. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, omelet bar. So many options. So I met you yeah. in college. Yeah. You. We were in this small mm -hmm. music program, mm -hmm. and um, and then you became my little and my sorority yeah. because you rush and I was like yeah <laughs> I was like oh let's get this one you guys yes. like please can we please indoctrinate her in you our did cult? well so I'm that... getting dirty rushed by some gabbas oh god <laughs> not, that is illegal it is illegal whistle blowing illegal um nationals is that what they're called yeah oh, that was good man <laughs> so your brain is infinite you never know <laughs> it's like song lyrics literally but yeah, we uh, became good friends at we USC, did. and you were particularly kind to me when, um, why do I remember who I was crying about? I was oh. upset about something, but basically you were like, how about this? Why don't you just come to my house, and we'll just spend a weekend getting cooked for by my parents, and yeah. laying by the pool, and just hanging out, and that was when I knew you were a lifer. <laughs> For me. Makes me so happy. <laughs> so great times, great oh, friend, great actress. Honestly, great times for me too. Like, um, oh, and also I forgot to say you're a singer. Oh yeah, That's I do that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm -hmm. you, that was how I knew you. Yeah. As, as a singer songwriter. Yeah. Um. So what is like, this whole podcast is basically yeah. just creativity. Like, I just want to find out people's creative process. Like, love it. what sucks, what they love, what inspires them, why they do what they do. I love and it. And I feel like you just are like so such a positive ball of energy oh, like you just have like positive you. momentum and you're you tell always that to my therapist <laughs> <laughs> yes honestly <laughs> she'll be so bad burning um, her pay <laughs> whatever you're doing whatever you're doing it's worth thank you <laughs> Um, oh, maybe it's all the soul cycle. You're Honestly, also... maybe. I don't go anymore. I actually oh, went, don't? I mean, I do occasionally, oh, okay. once a week, but not like I did before. And, and I went the other day for the first time in a long time, and I, I realized, this was a crazy realization, I think I have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be like emotional. No, <laughs> it wasn't. So I get home from soul cycle, and I'm, I was really exhausted in the class, and I, it was hard, and I was like, well, obviously, because I'm out of shape, because I live in New York now, so I just drink and eat burgers, but, right. um... But I got home, I told my mom, I was like, Mom, this class is so hard. I like, you know that feeling when you're working so hard and you can't breathe and your air hole starts closing? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, actually, that's like, not, that's not, that's no, not what's people, supposed to happen. People don't feel that way. And I was like, you know, it's, it's like when you're running really hard and you just start to feel like your lungs tightening and you can't get air in. Like, that's like, you know, it's, you're working so hard. Oh my God, have you always been that way for My you? entire life. <laughs> and it just always was like confident like out of shape kid and I just thought like I, I've never once in my life like panted like breathed qu quickly like mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was the correct response so I think I have asthma <laughs> I never knew True, it I think so too I think, <laughs> I was 
been not a doctor, but it's <laughs> been a crazy <laughs> realization like, yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> that not everyone feels like they're gonna die when they exercise. Um, it's pretty crazy, like, this, not to tie everything in yeah. the world back to feminism. No, but I'm like, all about it, please. But, like, just knowing your body and, like, there's so much stuff that I've just grown up thinking was normal. Like, yeah. like I was allergic to so much stuff and, like, yeah. no one fucking believed me. And I just thought, I literally, I'm allergic to avocado, and I literally thought the reason that they serve... Um, chips with guacamole is so that it can like scratch your throat on the way down <laughs> while you're swallowing because your throat no, is no way I was like oh yeah it's like very utilitarian um, meal here because it can like the chips can like can scratch, scratch the itchiness on the way down what well, so, strawberries were big for you yeah right? strawberry, yeah. berries are like real bad yeah that I remember yeah. very quite vividly being like a topic of conversation I'm, I'm not I don't dramatic know. at all I don't know what yeah, but, like, and then also, like, I was recently, this is, like, it's not as serious as it sounds, but, yeah. like, but I was recently recently diagnosed with this disease by my gynecologist I that I've apparently had for, like, 10 years. What it's like disease? It's called lichen sclerosis. It's, like, an autoimmune disorder, but basically, it's, I like... I just mouthed, what does that mean? Um, Siri. This is not a video. <laughs> and you're still motioning yeah, to yeah. the microphone right now. <laughs> So license is open. <laughs> My yes. point yeah. is that it was really huge for me, like, just the fact that I didn't know enough about my body, or I knew, I've always had discomfort, yeah. but I never knew to actually tell anyone right. or that it was, like, a real thing, and, and that's, like, a real thing that, like, women get dismissed by their doctors a lot for expressing discomfort, that's true. and, like, they get turned away much more for certain things that end up being serious conditions and like it's a huge thing for the trans community like getting oh, turned sure. away for certain things because they blame everything on your testosterone that you're taking or whatever like it's just very it's crazy to go so far with something that you've had for a very long time because we don't talk about how At stuff all. feels like you've never mentioned to anyone that you felt like you were breathing through a straw. <laughs> I genuinely thought that I was just, like, a chubby, weird little girl. <laughs> just, like, good. So I would always be embarrassed when we'd be running. I'd be like, I hate running. But, like, it was genuinely because I felt like I was dying. But I, I didn't know so that that was up, normal. Though. I know. Yeah, because you're you're just thinking that there's something wrong with you. I was you. just like, I don't know how you guys deal with this. <laughs> I terrible feeling. I really hate feeling like I'm dying. Literally, I just, I remember being, like, I was like, I guess some people are just at this and like they're you know I'm like chubby so I'm, I can't run like it's literally it's like there's a whole I, I can't believe it. if I had known like at seven that if I just had an inhaler right. I could do more physical activity right. I, I honestly like who knows I could be like an Olympic runner no but you <laughs> know could be the that world may never know I would have been an Olympic runner it would have been <laughs> fuck music <laughs> I'm an so Olympic funny. runner um but yeah so that was a crazy discovery for me. I actually really love, like, you've written a bunch of stuff just about body positivity, yeah. and, like, you did that photo shoot a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. It was, I feel like it was huge for you. Like, it was public, where was it published? Cosmo. It was published, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was all entirely accidental. Um, I truly, like, I, so I was in town, I'm, I'm friends with this photographer, Tyler Shields, that is, like, a legend, and he's, um, just one of the best guys in the world, um, but he is, so we've been introduced like four years before that, and we'd always been texting, we'd never, we'd met at his galleries, but we'd never shot together, and we'd been texting about it, and I was in town for about 24 hours, mm-hmm. doing this benefit concert, and um, he texted me around, we were talking, and I was like, I, I, I'm in town, I'm doing this show, he goes, what time do you get off stage, and I said, I don't know, I think like around 9.45, he said, great, come over at 11, and I said, okay, um, and I did, and we were just, like, having a good time. We were goofing off, and he put me in a bunch of costumes, and I was getting dressed again. And so I was wearing these jeans and this bra, and he was like, okay, wait, go back and do that. Oh, so you had already finished I'd already finished. Like, we did all these, like, looks and these costumes, like, you know, cigarette in the mouth and yeah. glasses, like, really cool, high-fashion stuff. <laughs> and then I was, like, halfway dressed, and he was like, that looks great. Go go there. He said, okay. So we took all these photos, and, like, the one um, 
one of them that sort of like where I'm, I'm sort of like making this like lunge pose was actually me making fun of the dances I used to do in middle school. And oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, LOL. That's like, like the photo. That's the photo. And he was like, that, do that. And I said, oh, okay. Um, and so, <laughs> okay, moron. And yeah, literally, I was like, it's going to look terrible. <laughs> Little did I know. And so I, I, he sends me all these photos, and I was like, oh, wow. And it, it's funny, because looking at, at them now, like, I see, I'm like, I don't like how my, like, armpit flab, like, looks there and this. And I pick it apart. But I still posted them, because I was like, he's a great photographer. These are cool photos. I, I literally didn't think twice about it. All the comments were like, you're so brave. Um, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was, I was like, I don't know. I feel like it was like, a Victoria's Secret model would be like, sexy. But for me, I was like, you're so brave. This is so like, funny because the first podcast that I recorded with my friend Annie, oh no. we were talking about how people kept calling her brave. And we were just she was like, why? Because like, I like, literally, like, I am, I thank you, I'm so brave. And like, the, all yeah, these, like, here. all these girls, and it was, it was beautiful. It was, uh, Wonderful to hear, but they were like, you're such an inspiration to me. And I was like, this is just what I look like. <laughs> I don't know. And and it, and then a lot of, I got a couple comments that were saying things like, you know, it's, um, I, I wish that I had your confidence. And that really got to me because I was like, oh, it's funny you say that because I'm looking at this and like critiquing every single right. thing in my body. And I hated the idea that this girl would be at home looking at this picture saying like if I looked like that or if I felt like that about myself then I could be happy when right. I was at home being like you're a fucking dumbass like you know <laughs> so I wrote this like very like word vomity essay and um and it was just kind of talking about how like I, I don't wake up in the morning and feel good like I just right. it's not my go-to you know like I've had every eating disorder in the book like I grew up in a LA in a private school like I was taught to hate myself right and um you had asthma it was not I had asthma, <laughs> I had asthma. <laughs> and so and so I I wrote this like word vomit thing and I just put it on tumblr and I literally forgot about it like I was just like all right another day another dollar um <laughs> but like no dollars because I, I do theater <laughs> um <laughs> like another day um and and so I it started to gain traction and then you know uh, a friend of mine works at works at Hearst, and, and he sent it to his people at Cosmo, and then they wanted to put... And it was just, like, turned into this thing. That That's so cool. It was so accidental, but what I, I learned was that there weren't that many people. There was a lot of body positivity that was like, fuck all of you, I'm beautiful and I know it. But that's nev- not once been how I feel. Right. Not once been something that's felt... Um, honest for me because I I don't actually I was having this conversation at lunch like I don't know one person I've never sat at a meal around with with my friends where we were all like totally comfortable ordering whatever we wanted like like I've never ordered a burger and like you know what I'm I'm just gonna do it because like I went to Soul Cycle this morning and then I went to Pilates so I feel like it's good to have like the protein like in high school like no one touched the bread basket and if you did it was like whoa she's really going for it like Mm. So I was so conditioned. I, I don't know what it's like to not have that sort of like constant loop of like, you're a badass in my brain. And so, and, it, and it's taken so much work and so much um, therapy and um, genuine recovery to like not be bulimic and not be this and not be on this fad diet. And so I wanted to write something that was reflective of like, this This bothers me every single day, but the, the where I got to is that no matter what size I am, like, there's still my hands that are are giving me like the opportunity to like play guitar and right. still my yeah. legs that are giving me the opportunity to do this and that was like something I, I thought I didn't see anyone talking about and so that was that was like where it came from that was my favorite part of it like I well, still think you. about it. that was like two years ago or yeah. something but like I still remember it to this day like wow. like you talking about my body is what allows me to do what I want. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's like the vessel that helps me dance and it yeah. helps me play guitar and it helps me sing and like my body is so good to me because yeah. it allows me to do all of these things and yeah. so I just need to be good back to it and to yeah. like not be so hard on it. Which is so, I mean, it's it's absurd that we live in this type of culture and like God, they've, yeah. I've actually read of like, they've tried to, they've tried to identify when the first accounts of eating disorders for image were because it's like when did this happen because it's only this particular culture i mean there are other cultures sure but but it's very culture specific thing because other other cultures you know love like you know the bigger the better yeah absolutely um, i think they said that it was even like 
like 1500s like literally wow like that's such really a bummer far back they have a diary <laughs> entry that really sucks it's really yeah really great wow um, got a lot of patriarchy <laughs> got a lot of <laughs> yeah. demeaning seriously. people seriously but it's so i mean it's just crazy to think about i mean just the fact that your body, I mean, like, that point is so, it seems so basic. Like, once you said it, it was, like, this thing yeah. that clicked, and I've never forgotten it. Because wow. it's, like, that's cool. just, like, a basic truth. Like yeah, your body, Your body is what makes you you. And, like, there's the whole philosophical debate of, like, am I my brain or am I my body, whatever. But, yeah. obviously, it's a bit of both. And, like, yeah. unless, you, unless we're literally giving people brain transplants, then it's, like, <laughs> right. the body that you're in is part of who you are. Yeah. And, yeah, it's so, uh, so cool. Oh, cool. Love I'm that. so glad. It makes me happy. Um, it's crazy how that's traveled. It's traveled near and far. And it's, like, me and my underwear, which is so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> love you. Thank you. I'm so brave. Um, anyway. <laughs> Um, how, so you have, like, a lot of little girls who look up to you. (laughs) I've been very lucky. That's so cool. Like, how, how, first of all, how did that come about? Yeah. And, like, what is it like having that responsibility? I think Spring Awakening, I did, so I did the Broadway revival of Spring Awakening, and that show, in and of itself, really inspires, um, number one, I think it, it speaks to the sort of outsider and all of us, and it speaks to the sort of, like, misunderstood, um, the show is the show is all about what happens when we don't listen to each other, and mm-hmm. I think that I know when I saw that show when I was thirteen years old, it changed my entire life. It was like this is, this is like this is what I feel like on the inside. It, also, from like a pure like um, career point of view, I finally saw people that sang like me on Broadway, and I was like, there's a place for me. And um, I remember actually hearing Dark and Ella, which is a song I ended up singing in the show, and I remember thinking oh, I'll do that in the revival on Broadway. Like, That's I literally so was like, cool. oh, of course. That's amazing. Um, and so so I think that the show sort of, it does speak to, to a certain um, sort of misunderstood person in, in all of us. But I, I, what I noticed was that we had a lot of, um, a lot of people would come back again and again and again. And they... And we would connect with them at the stage room. We get to know them. We talk to them on, on the internet. And I just think the show inspires um, a very... It's like a... Ma- magical is the only word I can think of, of like this fan base. It was really the most kind, accepting, supportive. Like they became friends with each other. And mm-hmm. people would, uh, would rush together. The comes, yeah, and it was really special. And I think I saw... Um, I mean, I love the internet. And so I, I would... It, you know, interact and and I loved hearing everybody's stories and everybody's um, you know what everyone how people were responding to the show and that kind of started it and and I I do I feel so genuinely lucky that I'm naturally an overshare like obviously I'm gonna like a four hour recording um, it's just like my natural state is oversharing, but um, yeah, it's just it's like a lot. Um, I just talked about my vaginal yeah. disease. <laughs> so tenacious, and I was like, "Tell me more." <laughs> it's not even phased. Um, but it's true. It's like, so I think that I was really open always about, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a weird girl. Like I'm not normal, um, and I, there is no normal. But I'm we. I am particularly um, an acquired taste. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and, and I think that um, I think it's. It, I saw the people when I was growing up that were so uniquely themselves, and I latched on to them and like really followed every single thing. I'm I'm like very good at being a fan. Yeah, like, I love to be a fan. Me too. Of anyone. Yeah, like I feel like that's a like a particular sign of artistry. Yeah, like, some interesting. Pe- some people don't. You know, they like there are artists who are like, oh, I don't listen to music, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm obsessed. If I like something, I'll be obsessively yeah. about it, and I. So I think I was always really aware of the people that I looked up to, and and I when I saw that maybe there was I had this sort of fan base that I could connect with, I was like really eager to connect and to be yeah. like, yes, let's That's talk so cool. about things and. And Broadway is unique because after every show, you get to walk out the door and meet the people right. that just saw it. And yeah. that was such a unique, powerful experience that I just have this, like, mad respect for yeah. 
anyone that is remotely interested in seeing anything I do. Um, yeah. So I'm like as much a fan of, of every single person that talks to me as they are of me. I feel very lucky to have that. I love that. Like I have friends and acquaintances yeah. who are, you know, people who create content. Sure. But they just give zero fucks about the people consuming Thumbs it. me out. And it's like, <laughs> what are you even doing? Yeah. Like literally, what are you doing? Because... You're either just openly like a complete narcissist who is in it for yourself, right. or you know it's just fake because, like, obviously, like my dream is to like be able to you know reach out to like a little girl and yeah. inspire her or a little boy or whatever. Like I just yeah. I would the connection is the best part. Like a show I love really performing. Is. But, like, the part after the show where people come up to you and they're like, oh, my God, I love this. Or, like, I've been listening to your song and repeat. Like, that is the coolest part. And then asking them where they're from and, like, yeah. whatever. Like, that's the coolest part. It's magical. Like, there's no there's no way to, to, there's no way to describe how good it feels when you write a song alone in your bedroom at 7 a.m. Yeah. And then, like, a year <laughs> don't later. don't think I've ever written a song okay, at fair 7 a.m. Maybe, like, a gal or special. But, <laughs> but, you know, and then a year 7 p.m. <laughs> 7 p.m. And then, like, a year later, you're in a venue, and, and you look into the audience, and they know the words. Yeah. It's that's so just, cool. That, that's <laughs> magical. There's nothing better in the world than knowing something that probably was painful for you that you wrote about, <laughs> just being from yeah. Gallagher Special. And I think that, you know, seeing that be translated and someone hearing, saying that, you know, that song helped them in this period, and I'm like, wow, yeah. that's, that's it. That's why... We do this. It's why music is important. It's why it's powerful. So I, if I have any sort of, you know, uh, connection with any, anyone that wants to listen to my music, it's just, it's, I, I cannot be more grateful. It's, right. Yeah. yeah for, I agree that for me, that's like totally the joy yeah. of creation. But like the, you, I feel like you are obsessively driven to create and like to write, but you hate the idea of sharing it with other people. Like, that's not part of your process at all, is, like, the sharing part. You're just glaring at me. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> um, well, because, well, the reason why I make music is because I want to create the music that I want to hear in the first place, you know? Like, I Good do point. love creating, but, like, I think a lot of stuff is, like, really bad, and so I'm like, well, I'm gonna... <laughs> Basically, when I write... It fulfills, it definitely fulfills some part of me. And then I just want other people to like it as much as I like my favorite songs. That's but, so smart. But I don't use music or creativity for validation whatsoever. Right, so, right, right, right. So pretty much once the song is mixed and it sounds amazing on the speakers and then it sounds great, and then, then it's done. It's dead. That makes sense. Move on. Then I write something new. But I, like it, I don't use it for validation whatsoever. So if someone enjoys it, that's cool. I'm glad that they do. But, mm. um,. That bit of sharing has like very little to do with right. whatever got me making music in the first place. What about like the performance level though? I don't perform. It sucks. Yes, that's true. Yeah, she hates yeah. performing. She. I've seen you in college. Everyone loves her. When she I know. I was gonna say her. like I'm no, quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I don't, I don't enjoy performances either. Oh, it's I my favorite thing it. in the world. I do, yeah, me too. It's really. I will put on a show anywhere, anytime. <laughs> like I, yeah. I mean, I guess there's obviously different ways to express yourself, but like that's you, true. you saying like the song is dead to you after you're done with it. Like I don't feel that way at all. Like, right. Like I feel every time I hear it, I like feel a lot of things, and then singing it is almost like. Like, exercise endorphins. Like, maybe yes. because it is physical, but also just, like, yeah. like the process or, like, the experience of singing and performing and, like, really reenacting almost a song that you've written yourself is, like... Euphoric. It's euphoric. Yeah. It really is. You feel the way I imagine a person without asthma would feel after running a marathon. Yes. <laughs> Like, the way I feel after just, like, an amazing, like, yoga class or workout or something, yeah. like, you just feel, like, at peace and, like, very physically centered. Like, it's a very physical experience. It's also it emotional, but. It's just the greatest, I, performing is, like, the most special time in the world. Yeah. So, what do you prefer? Do you like doing acting and Broadway and shows and plays or, like, performing your own music? It's so different. 
Um, you know, it's interesting. I I think for so long I was really certain that I wasn't going to be an actor. Or I had this weird mm-hmm. fantasy. I was like, okay, well, I'll do music. Um, until I didn't even know you were an actor. No when one I met in college you. did. I thought you were a singer. It was a top secret are. thing. It was like <laughs> truly, it was like under wraps. And and so I, but I did theater all throughout high school, and I, I really loved it. But my dad's an actor, and so I was kind of like, that's right. not my thing. And honestly, truly, to circle back to the body thing, I'm not a thin girl, and I was very aware, and I'm also not like super big, and so I was like, okay, well. I want, there's not a role for me. Like, That's I'm never, so it's true. I was like, I'm, unless yeah. I lose, like, not that you're crazy, 30 pounds. But no, the, it, but it, it, and it's, <clears> bummer <throat> about what I'm saying is, like, it, it's true. Like, or at the time, it really was. Like, unless I lost 30 pounds, I would never get cast as, um, a female character with an arc. 30 pounds? Like, that's like chopping Truly. off your fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, pounds. like, I looked up actors that were my size that were getting roles, and I was like, okay, well, I can't. I won't book anything unless I look like that. And I, mm-hmm. I tried every eating disorder in the book, and I couldn't get my body yeah. there. That's so awful. I was like, I'll be a musician, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll write songs, and I'll be good, and I, will, and I love this just as much, and I'll be so good that I'll get to a level of success. I was like, and then my whole plan was like, and then I'll go do a Broadway show, because mm-hmm. they let celebrities do Broadway. Like, it was like a weird <laughs> fucked up plan that I had since I was like 11. And um, <laughs> I'm dead serious. I was like, well, I'm too fat to be an actor. So, like, maybe if I, like, secretly become famous doing music, because I love that, too, um, I can I can then do Broadway and film and TV, Damn. and they won't care. Oh, they won't notice. Um, like, there was a weird, twisted thing, but I thought right. that way. And so I... But what happened was when I went to school for music, I didn't realize how much I was going to miss theater. Mm-hmm. I missed it so much. And so I was, like, secretly kind of auditioning for stuff and, mm-hmm. like, really DL. And then one day I got a call from my friend Ben... Ben Platt, who just won a Tony for Dear Evan Hansen, very proud of him. He, my mom, her mom, saw Dear Evan Hansen, and she was like, she played us the music. Like, really? while we're just he's really phenomenal. Was he was like, my first kiss. Well, oh my yeah, god, she really? Was on stage, but we yes. literally just <laughs> sat in her living room, like staring straight forward, while her mom played us. Like she told us the whole plot. Songs. She was like, "He's got these really nice Jewish parents, and they love him so much." It's true, Mark and Julie, <laughs> <laughs> they're the best. Oh my god, her mom fucking. Loves <laughs> I mean, it's a phenomenal show, and and Ben was so brilliant in it. Mm-hmm. But this was like, this was actually right before that first workshop. Um, he called me one day and he said, "My friend Michael, um, Michael Arden, who was directing Spring Awakening, he goes, he's directing this tiny production of Spring Awakening, mm-hmm. um, and he's looking did for people." Did you know him from high school? Ben, yeah, yeah, Ben okay. from even before that, from middle school, we did plays together okay. on like our after school theater program, mm-hmm. and so I, he's doing this program. I showed him your stuff. He thinks you're great. He's gonna call you. And cool. about like 20 minutes later, I got a call. And he's like, "Hi, it's Michael." Like hi, Michael. Um, and we had this whole conversation. Long story short, I ended up doing Spring Awakening. Wow. And, and I had this. That's weird, incredible. It was really. It was just the most magical um, experience of, of my life. Getting to do, but it was crazy because I had just done this this record and I thought it was it. Like I was a fancy producer and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm making it. <laughs> and I remember when Michael offered me the role, I said, listen, I'm really focusing on music right now. Like if something comes along, I get tour. There were so many. I feel like in music and acting and everything, there's always, like, something's in talks. Like, I was about to be, right. like, opening up on a massive tour. Right. Apparently. Like, <laughs> never happened. But in my brain, I was like, well, this is about to, you know, happen. So I told Michael, I was like, if this happens, I gotta go. And you can't be mad at me because I'm telling you now. That was, like, how I thought the world worked. And it's not. Um, and so I, so the more successful Spring Awakening got, the, there's part of me that was bummed. Because I was like, I'm mm-hmm. leaving behind this massive part of my identity as a right. songwriter, as a singer. And... Um, and ironically, at the same time, I was playing, like, lead guitar in this musical, which was something that anyone that I went to college with, like, the two of you can attest to this, would never assume that Catherine Gallagher would be the lead guitarist in a musical. <laughs> um, and so I was becoming a better musician than I'd ever been before, and, and I was... Uh, Were I, wasn't Damien Rice? Or, no, who was, no. who was the guitar oh, person? Uh, Duncan Sheik wrote Duncan the music. Sheik. Yeah, yeah. And so it was crazy. Did he, like, give you guitar lessons? Eventually, when we went to Broadway, it got to the point where, um, like, the fact that, like, I was, like, a very, I was such an insecure guitarist, and, like, everyone always told me I had bad rhythm, which maybe I do, like, I don't know. That's what they tell me, too. What is up with us? (laughs) 
Literally. I'm just, you know. Uh, it's just heartbreaking. Just feeling whatever's, you know, I'm coming just, out of me. I know. I'm, like, so focused. I'm telling the stories. I'm an actor. <laughs> and, um, but, and so, when, but basically, long story short, the more successful the Spring Awakening got, the more I, I became, like, deeply conflicted because I thought, oh, no. Am I an actor? Right. This was not my plan. Oh, like, things started happening. The world oh, was fuck. not my plan. I guess plan. I have to do this until after I became a Literally, star. I was like, this is not going well. And I was like, I'm losing my youth. Like, I had to, like, <laughs> objectively serious. Like, I had these really serious, like, conflicts in my, mm-hmm. inside myself. I was like, this is not how it was supposed to go. You know, mm-hmm. nothing was going how it was supposed to go. Like, not, like, I did, whatever. So, I got to this point where we did this, like, we, we got to Broadway and I had done a play and I was like, I'm an actor and I love this. I was like thrilled at the idea of like booking more work and, and doing more. And then the show ended and I was like, oh no, everything is over. And I stopped mm-hmm. music entirely and I'm no longer in a Broadway show. And yeah, and everything is over. And, and I had to reassess. I was like, okay, before this started, I was officially exclusively a musician. Mm-hmm. I am now a girl that did a Broadway show that was, like, hypey, and I had this new sort of fan base, but, like, you know, I was, like, I'm, I have nothing. I have nothing right. left. I don't know even if I've written a song in a year, really, or yeah. more than five, at least. And and um, and I've never done film and TV, and I'm still too fat to be on film and TV. Like, I had all these crazy, like, inside insecurities. And, yeah. And it took me a year to, to really more than that, a year and a half to actually book a real gig so I what age was this this was uh, we closed the show when I was 22 okay um, I'm just curious how it coincides with I'm just comparing it in my brain to yeah. where I was at at that age which oh, is probably interesting. the same well it's when everyone I knew was graduating college right. and I was like well yeah. I did that, a Broadway show and now that I that year from like 21 to awful. 22 it was awful and, and I had this friend that I had this falling out with and so I was like everything in my life was ending this guy I was dating like, we ended, everything in my life ended at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> What's next? And I had this massive, like, well, am I an actor? Am I a musician? And so I went back into music, but I didn't know what I wanted anymore. I didn't know this or that. And then I, I was auditioning, and I was like, well, I have no credits. I've never done anything on film and TV. Yeah. And I had a weird year and a half. And I finally started, like, gigging more and making more music. And I was like, I love this. And I set aside this month, and I had some people I was working with. I was so stoked about it. I was like set aside this month that I was going to be in LA and work with this amazing producer to do this great thing and and then I booked a TV show and I was like whoa that's airing this summer that is airing this summer oh my god and it was like once again I was saddled with this thing of like uh, this is again like I don't know who I am and what I'm doing and and I uh, what I've learned now, and ba- now that I've like taken twenty seven tangents off the original <laughs> question, is that like I-, I think that it's all the same job. It's like right. you know, it's where it's wearing jeans or it's wearing um, like you know khakis, but you're still wearing pants. Like it's you're still you know, I don't know if that made any sense, but you're still telling the story. Thank you so much. Um, it's still it's all about you know you're you're telling the same story. You're just yeah. And so I think that when I got rid of all these preconceptions of, you know, this is who I am, I'm a musician, I'm a, I'm a, or even if, you know, getting back to the guitar thing, like, I'm a terrible guitarist, I can't be a guitarist, I was a Broadway guitarist. Yeah. I played lead guitar in a Broadway musical while I was the dance captain. I always thought I was a terrible dancer and I thought I was a terrible guitarist and I was, like, getting paid in, like, the highest ranks of both of those jobs, like, that's nuts like that's and you're playing like eight shows a week or something eight shows a week in these two arenas that I thought I was super bad at right and people have told me this is not your strong (laughs) suit that's why I dropped out of college and um and so it it was just this crazy um I, I learned that every plan I've ever made and every idea I ever had of who I was supposed to be was wrong and that I that things would work out if I just kind of let them keep happening. Yeah. And so, you know, that's exactly what I, even before my audition for this TV show, I said, um, I, in my own brain, not out loud, but I read that the, <laughs> I got on a really terrible date the night before where he was like, um, basically it was like, oh, this is more than friendship or it's more than platonic, but it's not romantic. I said, I don't think you know what that means. What? Um, it was like a weird situation. So I, I woke up the next morning. I was fucking oh, pissed. And I was whatever. I was like, I had this audition today. And I look at the side and I was like, oh, no, I can book this. And I told myself, if I don't book this, it's my fault. And I'm a bad actor. Um, 
Good. And thank you. <laughs> you know, I was like, cause it's so right for me that if I fucked this up, it's my fault. And mm-hmm. kind of like fair on a level. And, um, and I, and I was like, and then I, I'll know that I won't be an actor anymore. Hello. <laughs> Yeah. Getting some kisses. Um, puppy kisses. And then I, you know, so I was like, oh, if I don't book this, I'm a bad actor. And um, I'll stop acting. I'll just do music. We'll go to L.A. And I landed in L.A. because I didn't hear anything about the audition. And I was like, okay, time to give up acting. Start music. <laughs> I was kind of bummed, but I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still a songwriter. I'm still mm-hmm. excited. And then I got a call when I landed in L.A. from my reps. And they're like, hey, you booked it. The table reads in two days. And oh, I was my like, God. Fuck. So I, I, I'm letting myself be surprised. It's been so good to me. And that's thrilling. And, I, and I'm been, oh, hello. I love a puppy kiss. Thank you. It's been really thrilling to, to not have to be making a decision. Um, mm-hmm. But there's nothing better than playing a set with my guitar with an audience yeah. and connecting that way. And you do it a lot. I you do. You play pretty regularly. I do. I can't and go more than a couple months without it. Yeah, and your fans from one arena become yeah. your fans Just in the transfers. other. Yeah. I think that that's, um, I mean, we you kind of mentioned <laughs> right, cool. Zeus is now climbing Zeus. onto the couch to join us. Yes, thank God. Um, hey, buddy. He thinks he's a human. He, he is a human. He does not like other dogs, and he only likes people. I'm the same way. Pepper <laughs> with dogs. Yeah. Um, what was I just going to say? I don't know. What were we talking Dark about? Oh, um, I don't know. Oh, oh, about um, uh, performing and fans transferring. and. Oh, I was going to say that um, I feel like... I mean, you kind of touched on yeah. the negativity of college, and yeah. like, and that was really hard for me too. And yeah. like, it was important for me to finish just like my own personal journey. Absolutely, I think that it. Um, I ended up pushing myself in certain ways that were important and whatever, but I also definitely understand like what you're saying about other people and and how. I mean, it's a competitive, or it shouldn't be competitive, but it is, because, like, I think I said this on a different podcast that um, I'll be posting soon, too, like, I have multiple favorite artists, like, I love a bunch of different people, and I don't only listen to one album for five years, and that's it, and, like, there's plenty. Unless Taylor Swift's red, and then, (laughs) you know. Red? Really? Red? I loved red. Wow. I would say Fearless. Fearless was a classic, but... I would say I Fearless, that. I definitely listened to for five years straight. I know, it was so good. But, anyways, sorry. Yeah, but yes, but yes, not but, one artist. But yeah, but it's interesting too, like, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people who I know have, you know, who we've gone to school yeah. with or whatever, have felt like things aren't going their way and that they need to quit or they need to do something else. Right. And it's just such evidence of, like, the more you keep going... Yeah. I mean, I mean, all the people who've made it are all the people who haven't quit. It's and, true. And it's so relevant to, like, every type of creativity. Like, my best friend Annie, who yeah. who I used to do a podcast with, she and I were just talking because she submitted to a bunch of stuff and, like, she hasn't heard back or she's a writer. Cool. And, and like, no matter what medium you are, it's, like, it's it can be really discouraging and, like, people are mean and people suck and you're mean to yourself, you suck. The like, meanest to myself. Like, truly. Like, like the, the proverbial you, not you. Sure, but. sure, sure. No, but, uh, yeah, me. Everyone but, is, like, yeah. I feel like you're always your own worst critic and whatever anyone else says to you. It, the, the worst part about it is getting in the car on the drive home and then being like, well, they're right. You are a fucking piece of shit. When all they said was, like, I feel like you could work on this and you're right. like, you are a talentless <laughs> bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It, like, amplifies times a thousand. But I feel like you just have to, I mean, obviously have a drive, but also, yeah. like, I mean, you have to just keep working on it. Like, if it's yeah. something you love, you either have the option to give up on it or to not. Like, it's very simple. Absolutely. When you break it down, it's very straightforward, and, like, I'm not the first person who said this. Like, it's just you either... It's just the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And And it's funny, like how many times in my life I've relearned that and, like, how many of my friends I've seen go through it. Like, I mean, it's so difficult to pursue something creative and, like, 
when you were at this near point. impossible, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and like you were at that point where you were like, I did a Broadway show. What is next? Like yeah. I don't know what's next, and I, and that's one of the toughest parts because there's no clear path laid mm-hmm. out. But like, I feel like I just want to pursue every single creative inclination Absolutely. I have, whether it's I mean, it's kind of like what you said. One feeds the other. Yeah. Like, like this podcast has nothing to do with music. But it also does because it's all part of me, Maddie Ross, and, like, I'm a creator, and my favorite thing in the world is to cook dinner for my friends and have them come over and talk to them. Yeah. And, like, and it fuels, it fuels me as a person, it fuels my creative side, and it's, like, it's all part of the same thing. It's, uh, it's all, it comes from a drive to connect and to sort of feel understood and to understand, and I think that that sounds so hokey, but I do think, like, this is... I think what, one of the reasons we actually, like, became so close was this, like, we both felt a little bit out of <laughs> out of place at the time in college. And yeah. It was a really competitive atmosphere, and I think, um, for me, it was just a massive bummer, and I would have these, <laughs> these like, panic attacks getting to class. Yeah. It was, like, this really competitive thing, because at the end of the day, um, making music and, and, and acting or whatever sort of avenue you're taking to create art is about understanding each other and it's about listening right. to each other and it, it turned into this um, sort of competitive atmosphere and uh, that I'm just not built for that some people really yeah. thrive and I like can't even play board games because I get nervous <laughs> <laughs> like I get high so it's funny I was with a bunch of comedians the other night and they were playing this game on their phones where you have to write the the funniest like there's a question you have to write the funniest answer it shows on the screen you all vote and I was like that's what college was for me <laughs> like oh my god what, you know what I mean it's like let's do a song right class let's all vote literally and they were like play and I was like you're insane um I will never do that um with this group of people or any group of people mm-hmm. but I do think that there's something that that happens. Or think something you inevitably have to learn about, like, oh, no matter what I'm doing and no matter where anyone else is, I still have to wake up in the morning and go do something. Right. Even if that's just laying in bed all day, if that's writing a great song, if that's not, if that's writing a bad song, if that's going to set, if that's going to rehearsal, like, it's all in service of the same thing. And when you keep in mind that that's just at the base baseline about connecting mm-hmm. with something and listening and whatever, I, I think that you, you can relax a little. Yeah. Because it just is easier than being like, I have to be the smartest songwriter in the game. Right. Because you never will be. Right. That's what Taylor Swift is for. <laughs> just kidding. There's only one. There's only one. Um, what is your creative process like? Like, do you feel, do you get, um, like, writer's block, like, all, yeah. whatever, all that stuff? Um, how do you work through all that? I, I, what do I do? It's all different. Um, with songwriting, if I'm writing for, for someone else, or like I'm writing a musical right now on this musical oh, really? series. Yeah. I started as this musical short, and now I think we're, we're working on it. We're developing it as a, a musical series, and I think we're, I think as, That's actually so cool. as of yesterday, I, I think that, um, we're, we're making it, which is kind of like an insane... Oh my god, who are you working on it with? My friend Becca and I met at SoulCycle, actually, in my oh glory my days. Um, and and we... She's an incredible writer, an incredible director, mm-hmm. and she was uh, supposed to write this musical. She didn't have anyone to write the music, and we were randomly at coffee, and I was like, well, hey, like I'll do it, and if you hate it, tell me to go fuck myself, and I will. Um, and she, she didn't Always hate so it. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, wow. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. Um, but and she and we did. We ended up making this musical, and it was at these festivals, and we got a lot of interest in it. And so, uh, we're developing it into this this series, and and um, and so something like that is is much easier for me to kind of do. Um, saying, oh, I it's like doing a homework assignment. Like, oh, I know exactly what this song is supposed to say, whatever. And that that always feels easy. And that's just kind of like, well, what am I trying to say? How do I say it? Here's a guitar. Blah. Right. Um. When it comes to like acting, I think it. I think I think no matter what I'm doing, it comes down to figuring out like the simplest way of saying or expressing whatever I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And if I'm really mad at a guy or that it broke up with me, it's like, what am I actually trying to say in the simplest form? And then like that's the song. And if it's or if it's a scene, it's like, what am I actually? Because I think 
all in every single conversation you ever have, every time you ever meet somebody, everyone's really trying to say one thing or get one thing across or get they have the one single objective. Um, if you're on a date, you know, like whatever it is, if you're trying to get something across and once you figure out what that is the rest becomes much easier mm-hmm. I think I don't know it's all it's all just trying to figure out what you're saying yeah totally and oh and trying to take the most direct route there right like that doesn't always happen <laughs> direct <laughs> indirect you want to literally <laughs> um I was curious I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking um did, how is it having a dad who is an actor? Like, do, yeah. you, do you feel like it is a positive or, and, you know, like, what is that relationship like? I mean, obviously, he's so supportive of yeah, you. Yeah, he is. He's a dream. Um, is it, like, a lot of pressure or is it just, like, naughty, or like, the family business? Like, what, is the, what does it feel like? It, I, it's a great question. It feels like... Um, I had this realization when, so you, which is the, the TV show I'm doing is, was my first film and TV gig ever. It was my first time being on a set as an actor. And mm-hmm. and what I realized once I wrapped, because um, it didn't feel strange to me. I was really excited to have my own trailer. Like, I was really, you know, the simple <laughs> things were like, I kept them inside. But and I learned my lines. The rest was just acting. Like, all of the, all the technical stuff made sense to me. But what I took advantage of was the fact that I knew where the DP sat. And I knew oh, what each camera person did. So and I, on the set. I knew where crafty was. And like the technical things I think would be <laughs> the most important part. I knew. Well, I was cra- I was like, I already knew that crafty was probably gonna have better coffee than catering, which was I think a valuable lesson to learn. <laughs> and um, and it was like the, the sort of technical things I understood and I took for granted, I think, going into it understanding those things. Right. And I felt the same way about Broadway. Like I understood and when I had questions, like when I got my first schedule, like getting your schedule when you're when you're doing a show or a movie, it's a really confusing thing. It's in like a foreign language, and there's all these different like times and lines, and you have a number, and it's all these. And I called my dad immediately, and I was like, "What time do I have to get to work?" <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Dead serious. He goes, "Okay, your pickup is at six a.m., and you're gonna be in hair and makeup by this time." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And he he walked me through it, and so that is something that's like. That's it really just, cool. That, you, you can't buy that. Like, that was so helpful. Yeah. Um, and I think just being around it my whole life, and, and my dad was always very clear with me about, um, I remember he, he told me this when I was young. He was like, whatever, um, he said, I know you want to, we're talking about me wanting to go into this business and wanting to, you know, be an actor and a singer and whatnot. And he said, whatever gap, in your heart or whatever loneliness you feel that you think fame might be able to fix or success or money or wealth, um, it'll only make that deeper and Whoa. lonelier. It was dark. Yeah. It was really heavy. And and he said, so you I'm have to make parent. sure. Seriously. It was like, bummed me out. And I was like, God, I hate you. But I <laughs> stuck with me. And he, he said, you know, you have to make sure that why you're doing this is because you you can't imagine, like, your life being different if you don't tell these stories. Like, you can't right. imagine that that you can... It's the only thing in the world that will make you happy to, to get on stage, to tell these stories, to be this person who's, you know, writing these songs. You have to be in it for... for I hate this word. The craft of it all, you know? Craft services? For craft that? services, which it, it was a great benefit. Um, just, like, endless snacks. Like, three <laughs> tables worth of snacks, and I love snacks. But seriously, he was and he was really clear. Yeah. My whole life growing up, I knew that it would never be one single slope up. That's I such knew an it'd advantage. Be a roller coaster. It was. That really is. It's like the. It's not the advantage you would think. Like I feel right. like the the thought is like, well, her dad's an actress, so she's just like on a bunch of TV shows. And that's not true because my dad's not a producer, um, <laughs> which would maybe be different for me. But um, no, but really, it's like my dad's never gotten me a job. Right. Like he's, you know, certainly like been supportive but the right. most valuable thing has been him telling me hey it's not all yeah I know baby I know um it's not it's not that like <laughs> we're <laughs> really having Zeus's a beautiful moment head is just moment. in your lap and <laughs> yeah. he's freaking oh he's I love it I love it um you know but it, the most valuable thing is is not being surprised at at the work of it all Right. You know, not being surprised that it sucks right. sometimes. Totally. Even when you think and things are going And there's times when you're out of work. Yeah. times when 
you know? So much time when you're out of work. And especially TV acting, like, really long days, right? Like, Literally, like, I remember I got broken up with one day at, like, 2 a.m., and I had my pickup at 4 a.m., and then I was oh working until, like, God. 9 p.m., and I was like, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> but then I was like, but I get to be on TV, and he yeah. just got fired, so I felt good. Uh, um, yeah. But, you know, I'm not petty. Um, <laughs> Sounds I'm like not you're petty. just you're just living right. Zeus is trying. freaking all over yeah, you. I think yeah, maybe we should let you guys get to it. Honestly, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you so much. Oh, you're you. one of just my favorite people ever. Oh, you are you. so just your energy and your momentum and your positivity and your creativity. You. It's something. Oh, oh. <laughs> Zeus. I mean, it's something that, I mean, and your hard work, too. Like, you work so hard, and you've been so successful, and you're going to be so successful. Like, I didn't know you were writing something, and also that you are going to be in a TV show. And also, we can, we'll wait to air this until it's announced, but you yes. also have something else cool coming up, which is... Yes. Jagged Little Pill, the Alanis Morissette musical. Actually, I found a crazy thing, I didn't even tell you about this. I found an email I sent to my parents in 2013 of the official press announcement of Tom Kitt and Alanis Morissette creating a musical version of Jagged Little Pill, and I sent it in an email to my parents, oh and my I just God. said, I need to do this, with no a link to the article. No It's truly, like, it's wow. fucking great. It's such a dream come true. The show is brilliant. The people working on it are brilliant. I... I've never been so excited to go to Boston for three and a half months. <laughs> never in my life. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I said this to you. You told me this right when you walked yeah. in, and I will be there open yes! tonight. Like, I truly, Alanis is, is if I had, like, one person, yeah. it would be Alanis. I just cracked my fingers. So gross. Like, um. This mic is really hot. Here you go. It up quite a bit, so. So that'll be Every there. Time I- I love just like every time I laugh, it's like small, small, small. Laugh! I know, I keep, that's why I keep laugh. looking over here. I'm like, let's just check I know, check it just levels. like fully blown it out. I, I moved the gain like almost a quarter of the way down from my normal podcast <laughs> levels just for your laughter. Because you, you know me so well. I am like a, I'm just like a megaphone. Like, I don't know what's wrong with the the way I, my voice was built. It's just loud. It's um, beautiful. It's perfect. And it is, is why yours. you're a Broadway star. Oh, shush. Um, oh, and also, we'd like to just quick shout out to your yeah. dog. I feel like you didn't even mention Willie Nelson. Oh, fucking Nelson. He's fucking nuts. Um, he has a bad reputation. I was yeah, like, I feel like Big people, that's so good. Oh, my God. Um, it, he, he has a bad reputation. People that met him when he was really little and teething, because he would, mm. um, break the skin quite, mm. uh, easily. And he, <laughs> and he has a bad reputation for being, like, really mean and aggressive. He's not at all. He's the sweetest dog in the mm. world. But he's nuts. He's, like, a Tasmanian yeah. devil, and I call him Tazzy sometimes. He's a fucking Tasmanian devil. It's, like, a cute thing to do. And, uh, <laughs> and he's nuts. Thing. Yeah, you know, he's, like, oh, it's so aggressive. Um, he's not aggressive. I love him very much. He's he's nuts. He's the biggest. Res- I mean, I, you have a dog. Like it's the biggest yeah. responsibility in the world. Totally, it's crazy. It changes everything. It changed about my, life. my entire life. I secretly think part of the reason I liked coming out to LA is because I stay at my parents' house. And my parents watch my dog all day long. Mm-hmm. And I can just like leave and be like, "Hi, <laughs> bitch." <laughs> And he like comes home and, and sits in my bed. Are, like, They're obsessed with him. They're obsessed with him. My yeah. dad now reads articles about dog training. And my dad, oh my every morning, he's like, Catherine, did you hear about this new technique? And I'm like, Dad, you gotta shut up. But I don't say that because I love him, and he'd be so mad at me um, if I said that. But it's really like they're wonderful grandparents, and I like mommy gets a break. It's so funny. <laughs> she grabs That's her it. cigarette and her like Pinot Grigio with ice. You know, mommy needs a break. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. That is fucking. You. It's real. Do you? Want to have kids? Absolutely. Okay, cool. It's like my dream, my biggest, deepest dream in life. Me too. Um, Yes, just to have kids and make their lunchboxes and cut up the crust in their sandwiches. Yes, I'm like, (sighs) my maternal instincts are so strong. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but when I see a baby, I'm like, can I just smell it for a second? I don't know how you thought it was Zeus. When when Willie was a baby, I would hold him on my arms and I... (laughs) I had this crazy realization. I felt psychotic for it, but I'll share it. Um, and I, it was just that, like, I was like, he doesn't know anything unless I teach it to him. Yeah. And I was like, this dog, if I, I, I had the thought, I was like, if I left my apartment for a week and left him in here, he'd die. 
Yeah. Like, it, which is a morbid way of saying he needs me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so fucked up. Um, but I really had this insane realization of, like, I... I am like this dog. I just like I don't know yeah. what happened to me. Like my entire body changed having this yeah, you three pound thing him? all the time. Like he's the most yeah. important thing in my life, and and that sounds crazy to say out loud because yeah. he's a dog. But um, until you have a dog, you don't actually know. And I can only imagine. Mike Birbiglia is my favorite um artist in the on the entire face of the planet. I met him the other night. That was literally my Whoa. best friend took me, and she is like. So she and him did like panel together. She's an actor, she's an amazing actor, and and we were talking about it. And I was like, the show sold out. She said, Do you want to have dinner Tuesday night? I was like, I, I want to see Mike Birbiglia. It sold out. I, but I might do standby because I love him so much. She goes, I know him. She texted me last ticket, and I was like, I was like, he's so oh tall. My so God. we're going up, and we're there. And I was like, truly, she was making that fun of me. That is a benefit to having friends in life. Literally, <laughs> she was like. She's never been so... I mean, we've done so many cool things together. Like, she's really successful. And and she was like, I've never seen you like this before. And I was so excited. Like, I was like, blessing is this, all the time. It is Chloe. This is Chloe. Chloe Grace Moretz, my best friend. She's just the greatest. She's, I know. I, I always, you know, we always talk about it. It's like Chloe Grace Moretz is like this, like, actor. But, like, Chloe Moretz is, like, my best friend in the world. And, and she is... um. She's just, besides the fact that she's beyond talented and just the hardest working girl on the planet, um, she's truly the greatest friend. Like, she's so, um, she was so embarrassed to be with me when I was, like, having this, like, truly religious experience at Mike for Big Because it's funny. It's like, you know, he's, a, he's like a comic and it's not like we were going to meet so Barack right. Obama, but I was, like, truly, like, panicking, like, beforehand. And she was like, I guess we should go say hi after. And I was like, yeah, dope. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she was like, you never said dope in your life, and here you are trying to act so cool, and I know you're like freaking out. So and I was funny. like, okay, you know me too well, I get it. And so, so we like, we see the show. Meanwhile, like we're both like crying and laughter the whole time, and then genuinely crying at the end because this show is about it's his new special, and it's about him, his like sort of journey to fatherhood, mm. and it, it's the most moving thing I've ever seen. Like meanwhile, oh, we cool. go back after and say hi to him. He was like, Catherine. I was like. Is it taped? Is it's, it he's be, gonna tape it. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be a new. Yeah. Cool. And literally, it was like he laughed at something I can't said. Can't afford to go to real shows. Like, no, honestly, like, like, I get it. It's it, it, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I, I've listened to every podcast he's ever done. I've seen every mm. special. I've seen every movie he's directed. At some point, he was like, I don't know if you guys saw Don't Think Twice. And I was like, my favorite movie of all time. Yep. <laughs> he was like, yep. relaxing. That I, was one of the best movies I've ever of seen. all time. It's so He's like just the smartest person in the world. I love him so much I don't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> anyway, this all started about fatherhood, and I don't even remember my point because my big lady gets me quite distracted. probably something about your dog. Oh, and, yeah, and how I want to be a, a parent. Um, so, yeah. Oh, it was literally funny. I was on a date the other night, and this guy was like, my one goal in life, he was like, my ultimate goal is to be a father, and I was like, that's a line. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah. no. And I was like, okay, like, here's the You're like, yep. Yeah, they like it. Then he Let's just, do it. You want to Literally, I was like, all right, bro. Um, like, no, we can't afford private school. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It depends on the district. Um, <laughs> we need to put in a few more years yeah, on Broadway. But God, eternity more. Do you want to end up in New York or L.A.? This is a question of the year. Um, I want to, for the rest of my life, be doing Broadway shows, but I also want to do a, a television procedural and be my uh, my guru, Mariska Hargitay. Um, she's I want to have that life also, but I also want to make albums, and so I want to um, live wherever lets me do that. Amazing. Yeah. Probably either. Yeah, Probably that's both. a dream. But I, you know, I, I did 10 years there and, and 10 years here, and yeah. that worked out. So maybe I can, you know, maybe I can do the same. Who knows? I want both. Yeah, well, something tells me you're going to get everything you want. Oh, and more. Probably not everything. Well. You know, I got a long list. I want to fly, and I don't know if that's on It's like, woo, that would be fun. <laughs> but I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, we'll like see a how couch the 21st century goes. Maybe cool. Caitlin, Actually, I bet that is possible, yeah. Caitlin, my best friend, yeah. one time was like, I know what I want to get you for your birthday. Like, I have to invent it, though. And I was like, huh, I wonder what this is going to be. And then <laughs> oh no. she obviously didn't end up doing right, it, right, but right. her idea was to invent a mobile bed for me. 
I get that for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like roll up to the club. <laughs> so it's roll up to you. the mic for Biglia show. He's <laughs> in a mobile, mobile bed. bed. Honestly, respect. Yeah. Um, she could do it. Okay, let's eat some dinner. Let's I'm eat starving. some dinner. I can't I wait. I love you. I love and you. everyone else, I'm sure, loved you and enjoyed We get to go eat dinner and you don't. Yeah, so Just kidding. Yeah, Second maybe you're band. eating dinner right now. <laughs> I hope it's tasty. Me too. I hope you guys are all having an amazing... Live your truth. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys are all having an amazing day, wherever you are. Um, I love you. I love you. Bye. I love you. I love you. Okay. Okay. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs>